Last time on The Beholder's Eye. We should take a visit to the uh, the marketplace and see what kind of stuff we can pick up to help us in our next mission. Barry's going to head over and find some cool clothing and accessories. Swifty, coming into the marketplace as a dragonborn is a... Smelled bad! Yeah, exactly. It's... Are you a drag... Wait a minute. What are you? You're a dragon man, aren't you? Yes. Oh, Boris needs to go and get... Well... You know, he's trying to study and become a wizard, so it'd be generally good to go and look for any spells that might be around. I've heard there's forbidden magics being practiced in the city. All right, so Lazy. Chirpin' her hanging out. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just following along with her because I don't have really anything specific in mind that I want to buy. just okay. checking out the uh, tinker shops. Inside your head, you can hear him say... A great trial stands before you. Three absolutes. Betrayal, death, birth. Five must act, lest man's hubris prevail. Evelyn um, starts and says, my, my, I'm sorry. My daughter, Meryn, um, has been missing for about four days now. So you guys start to make your way through town. On your way through town, you bump into a elf and a half-orc and as the elf puts his hands up to protest you know this scream the half-orc grab the elf by the hands and rips both of his arms out of the socket and that is the scene that the five of you flee uh as you're headed to the church of the open eye Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. Five of you have made your way through the city to the religious district. This is one of the less traveled areas of the city due to religion being an afterthought in most people's lives. After the breaking of the world, there was a period of chaos and many religions had called to their gods for help only to receive nothing. This led to religion falling out of favor with the general public and now it is mostly held up by traditionalists and true believers. 
The religious district is now mostly used as the city's graveyard. Lately though, a few new churches have popped up between the ancient mausoleums and temples, preaching about new and unheard of gods, one of which is the Church of the Open Eye. As you near the church, you can see that it has been freshly built from stone with two ornately carved stone monoliths standing to either side of the entrance. Standing directly in front of those monoliths are two dwarven men dressed in matching robes. And the first thing you notice about them is that they are completely shaven. No beards, no hair, no eyebrows even. Do I, hmm, whoa. Yeah, which is weird for- Hairless dwarves? Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, a thing? Now I would assume that the five of you are going to go at least surveil the place for a bit before you go charging in demanding answers. I'm going to use my criminal contacts to try to get a map of the catacombs underneath the Okay. The mausoleum district, the church district. Okay. 15 plus a bunch. I don't think we should go into this hostel either, like confronting the church. Yeah. I think we should go No, let's be chill. Peaceful. I mean, yeah. I can act this like I... This is a civilized... Uh, yeah. I can We're act like I want to be uh, a part of them. Which one is yeah. investigation? So it's 15 See if they got any new membership programs, you know? It's um, a great so, idea. Well, okay. Who ask around with some of your contacts on your way to the religious district? They all tell you that most of the blueprints and maps for the catacombs surrounding the religious district have been destroyed. Uh, there was a archive of them about 20 years ago that caught on fire and all of the records were lost. So really all they can give you is just information that basically the catacombs under that area is mostly crypts, mausoleums, places where, uh, you know, they are storing coffins and... Can they tell me if it's a sealed area or if there's alternate ways to get in? They say that, you know, most of them are sealed for where they're built. Some of them have connections, but mostly you would have to make your own connections. You would have to mine through walls or, you know, knock walls down. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the group and tell them that we can't go through the bottom. Okay. Can't go underneath. Oh, man. Hey, Carrie, weren't, wasn't your character trying to tell us something on the way there? So, guys... Lazy was in chatting up this gnome about electricity, and then I went outside, and this... This is not my character voice. Do I have to be talking my character voice? <laughs> you don't have to. We got bloopers now. <laughs> I mean, you can start over if you want to. This no, no. old elvish dude gave me a necklace and freaked out. He had one eye and he said, a great trial stands before you. Three absolutes, betrayal, death, birth. Five must act lest man's, man's hubis prevail. Uh, you know, I think it has something to do with this church of the open eye that we're going to. But yeah. Betrayal, and isn't there five of us? One, two, three, four. Where, where's three absolute. Yeah, five. There's five of us. <laughs> Betrayal, <laughs> death, and birth. Barry. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. Five. Hey, guys, look, there's five of us must prevail. Do you have fingers? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Yes. Okay, right. okay I might have grown up on the street, but. Two people in this party have counted the group. Can display their wings, though. 
Yeah, yeah, but if you're counting by feathers, I mean, I have hands. I don't have wings. I can't fly. I don't have wings. Oh. Okay, so. So right now, (laughs) you guys have made it. uh, I'm just always in my cape. You never see me. I'm like in my cape twiddling with my shiny objects. I have a flashlight. Sound more like a raccoon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But a bird. But a bird. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Well, this one's going to take me a lot longer to edit. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, both me and Wes have been looking at the time. Like, I'm sure you've been making mental notes. I've been making mental notes. I'm just like, this time, this time. All right, I told y'all what happened. Yep, we're good. You guys are all watching the church for a while, talking about what you did at the marketplace, what you've acquired, and the crazy shit that happened to Chirp. And as you're watching the church, it's kind of boring for a while. And that's why you guys have been talking. The two dwarves outside will start to announce the majesty of the God of the open eye, awoken one bringer of paradise over and over again to the people that just happen to pass by. As you start to get a little restless and the five of you start to walk towards the church, five human men, exit the church and start to converse with the two dwarves. Uh, They're also dressed in matching robes, but robes that are slightly more fancy than the robes the dwarves are wearing. And they have a small ring of short hair around the top of their heads. What do you guys- So they have hair? Yeah. That's it. The short ring on top of their head. They don't have eyebrows or hair anywhere else. Of hair. And these are all human. Like humans are a rare sight anyways. And to see five of them all in the same place. Are you my dad? <laughs> I'm going to disengage from the group and walk to the side of the courtyard and casually lean on the wall and observe the interaction between the guards and my compatriots. Okay. Do the rest of you kind of go back to the alleyway you were watching from? Or do you want to fully approach or just let, like, now that you've seen him dip Yeah, off, no, I wanna... casually pass by and lean up against a different wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spreading out, man. <laughs> Both of you make uh, perception checks. Eight. Eleven. So the two of you split off from the rest of the group, uh, which I imagine the rest of the group immediately is like, what the fuck, and goes back to watch to see what happens. Why don't, why don't the rest of you make a perception check as well? I got a six total. Do I see my dad? Nope. <laughs> Your dad is not one of these men. Oh. Eleven. Fifteen. All right, so Lazy and Swifty split off from the group, and they both kind of take either side, and they're trying to listen in on this conversation, but something's just distracting both of them. While Chirp, Boris, and Barry are kind of watching from the alleyway, Chirp and Barry start to bump into each other and that distracts them and Boris happens to be the only one that overhears what's going on (laughs) and basically what you overhear Boris is that the humans are asking the dwarves if they can provide protection for them for a ritual that they're going to be doing in a couple of days but other than that you don't get any real details on where it's going to be what's going to happen there it's just they need them for protection in two days the humans need the dwarves for protection. Yes. Yeah. I just say Boris is 
probably the reason he's noticed and other people haven't is he's pretty much zoned in a little bit of shock about this because he doesn't understand being personally persecuted in his past for just having a bit of a patchy beard he doesn't understand why somebody would willingly why one of his dwarf kin would wit or two would willingly do that to themselves mutilate themselves in such a way so he was probably just stunned. With this unfolding, are you guys going to try... Did the humans go back inside and the dwarves are just standing there uh, guarding again? No, the humans at this point um, have started to walk away. Are the dwarves just standing there still? Yep, they're okay. just waiting. I uh, I make myself like try to look more attractive and I try to walk up to one of the dwarves and just strike up a conversation. Okay. Dwarf uh, attractive? Yeah, because I am an elemental, so I'm a beautiful dwarf right now. Yeah. She is what yeah. people uh, like see perceive her as. me as. She can also try to skew those perceptions. Well, yeah, just yeah. by walking up, acting yeah. all sexy like a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, sexy dwarf. Well, these are also two like people who are trying to proselytize, and if you walk up to them like you want to hear what they have to say, they're gonna see you better. They're gonna be like, oh, this person wants, you know. Our salvation. Yeah, they're going to see her gonna... as a possible follower. Exactly. So they're yeah. going to see her. Yeah. You. So they they see her as she's walking up to them. Not well, necessarily and I'm sexy, try to... but like virginal, like innocent. Yeah. yeah. I would like to know what the monoliths are. Like, are they giant? Oh, the monoliths that or... stand behind these two doors are obsidian, and they have all sorts of strange runes carved into them. Hmm. What's the uh, shape? Everybody, actually, make me a history check. I wonder if it's a portal. Everybody. Like, while you're standing there watching it. I'm going to try to climb it. You're going to climb I got oh, a seven. They're only about eight feet tall. That's okay. Okay. Eleven. Not one. I'm still looking for my father. Yeah, Barry, um... <laughs> Barry's like, where'd those humans go? You actually, you look at these monoliths, <laughs> and you don't even see the, the glyphs that are carved into them. Yeah, you just see big black stones. Fifteen. Oh, I rolled this up. Eleven. Okay. Yeah, eleven. Swifty, you're the only one of the party that uh, happens yes. to recognize these glyphs, and but all like you don't, you can't read them. You just know that they're in some sort of ancient text that would be for um, like the great go- old gods, like the dark gods. So the hidden gods. I'm going to try to. Sneak past the dwarves mm-hmm. and climb up the statue and sit on the top of the statue like a gargoyle, thus attracting my compatriots' attention towards it. I wow. still had a plan. Yeah. No, I no, was no, no, doing no. something. We're about to jump back to that. Too, too many plans. Too many plans. So while that's happening, so okay, so while you're sneaking over there, she's going to be walking up to them. Yeah, she's so my she's, I'm going to give you advantage on your cell check. So go ahead and roll. Good thing we got that advantage. <laughs> Not so good. What is it? Uh, stealth. Twelve. Twelve. Because that's a plus eight. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty stealthy though. As you're scrambling up the back of these monoliths, <laughs> literally scrambling, scratch, 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 uh, scratch. You get lucky that. These two dwarves' attention (laughs) have been drawn by lazy walking up to them, and they don't notice you. But everyone else in the street, which is like one other dwarven guy who's just passing by and your friends, see what the fuck you just did. It was not graceful. I I give the one civilian dwarf a death glare. 
<laughs> and I, he, I like just like freeze on top of the statue. You stick your like, tongue out at him. He quickens his pace. <laughs> okay, so lazy. You're walking up to these dwarves. Uh, what do you say? I ask them about why they're completely bald and have no hair. I'm just curious. I walk up to them and I, I'm like, why are you like, like why do you have no hair? They, uh, the the two monks as you're walking up, you notice are pretty similar looking they're especially because of their shaven hair they are hard to tell apart one has a slightly bigger nose than the other he starts to talk at you first and he says well we are here to tell you about the great love of the god of the open eye and we are completely shaven to show our cleanliness to the unbelievers we also are new converts so we must be completely shaven. Would you like to come into the church and convert and learn about the ways of the god of the open eye? Let's go. You want to go in? Well, I'm sitting over here with a cup. Do you happen to have some friends that you could recommend our church to? And at this point, the other dwarf that was standing there is kind of losing interest. This <laughs> He does not notice Swifty chilling on this monolith. Yes! I say, yeah, I'm interested. I'm curious about what this love religion is. Until, Are we going to take well, you guys? Are you going to get everybody? Yeah, and Boris. We're, we're, we're all here. We're all okay. here. I've been listening. I think I might wander in solo style as to not think we're all a group. Boris wants to clarify that no one's going to come near him with a razor if he just if he goes in with the party. Okay. <laughs> Swifty's going to mo- motion to Boris and be like, Hey, Boris, come here, man. <laughs> I say very loudly that I've been searching for religion. Actually, Wink. Trust. Wink. Swift, he's going he's gonna to point out the glyphs to Boris and be like, can you read these? Uh, make a investigation check. Uh, Boris ain't, ain't specifically versed in this one. What's that? That's a five. Oh. Plus ooh. 11 total. You're not able to read it in any way, but you can tell that they're not necessarily magical. They could be considered more as just writing. At least from what you can tell. Hmm. Lazy. Can I do an insight check on these dwarves before I commit to going inside to see if their intentions are good or not? Um, 18. Yeah, they seem pretty sincere okay. about in their belief. Okay. They're now proceeding into the church, and me and Boris are standing by the statue still. Yes. I would like to discreetly acid breath the knees of one statue. Well, there's, discreetly I mean, they're monoliths. acid so breath. Big, like, solid Hold on. How slab. does a dragon discreetly acid breath? First off. <laughs> It is like the casual puke over the shoulder. You cough into your hand, and because your hand is acid resistant, it shoots it towards where you want it to be. You're going to have to make a stealth check. Oh my. So basically, I'm just trying to acid the bottom of the monolith, weaken it. Okay. It's not my dad. (laughs) So you do that, but. (laughs) 12. You're lucky enough that there is no one else on the street when you do this, because the other two dwarves have led everybody else inside. So are you guys gonna stay? You should have followed it up with the deception check and said, bless me. I'm okay following them after I do this. Okay. 
Do you want to go in with him? I'm just going to stay with Swifty. Okay, I guess perfect. Because I was apprehensive again about the. the then videos. we're casually following Sweet. that group. Yeah. So. And I'm kind of in between. So they both went in by themselves. <laughs> I went in, and then you tied. Yeah, you were me. back and forth like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, I'm already on the stairs. <laughs> I would like to know if that acid had any visible effect on that monolith. It ate away at some of the obsidian at the bottom, but it did not look to have weakened it severely. Like, it didn't tip over or anything. I look at Boris, I'm like, sometimes you just gotta break shit, man. <laughs> Boris is like, I'm learning, I'm learning this as we go along, you Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> as the three of you are led into the church by the two dwarves, you're brought into kind of a waiting room with some chairs and there's a desk and there's a nice looking gnomish woman sitting behind the desk. And the two dwarves say, Marianne, we've, we've got a couple of converts and as they say that Boris and Swifty come in the door and he says oh wow the great one is really providing for us today we've got five new converts did you guys try to stealth in though no they just walked up in no we were just casually like 20 or 30 feet behind you I think Boris immediately turns around and starts walking the other way (laughs) I I look at the guy and like I am the great one (laughs) (laughs) he looks back at you and he's just like that's fine you should talk to our great one and he walks out the door uh following boris (laughs) the two dwarves follow you out boris and they say brother brother wait brother wait you should really come in and listen to what the the great father has to say I'm wondering if you could just, whatever the great father has to say, if you could just write it down for me and then bring it this side of whatever. As you're saying that, the dwarf with a smaller nose runs inside real quick and he brings out a whole handful of chick trats and chicked, chick, chicked, chick, chick trats. Chit trads. Uh, brochures. <laughs> Good pivot. <laughs> oh, flawless transition. On the God of the Open Eye, all of them have his symbol on the front of them, and he starts to try and hand them out to you. By any chance, are there are there like multi-tiered packages involved here in this in this oh, magazine? Oh no, no. Different we price just points. Want, we just want everyone to know the love of the God of the Open Eye. Oh, okay. Were you asking if they were Scientology? Is this a multi-level marketing scheme? No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought about it though. Um, can I run outside? Can I've I, can always I... been yeah. searching for the love of a father. At this point on the inside, that gnomish woman, uh, Marianne, has gone back to let the great father know that you're there. He's the only priest in attendance at the moment. So you guys are kind of left alone for a moment. So I would imagine that's when you run outside to see what's going on. Yeah, Bo- Boris, Boris, what the hell are you doing? Get back inside. Oh, is everybody going then? Is that, yeah. is that what's happening right now? You see, with your eyes, we're all in there. Where are you going? Well, f- I'll are you come, gonna stand I'll come outside. Anyone comes within fifteen feet of me with anything that looks like a hair grooming device. (laughs) I might be able to tolerate a comb, but anything else, anything else, I'm just warning you, uh, I cannot be held responsible for my actions. Boris, I will protect you. Come inside now. Fine. The two, you enter back in and... I would like to look around the room, do a perception check, see if I can see 
Okay, so yeah, about anything. as as the two of you walk in, you notice that Swifty is just kind of looking around the room, sniffing at things, looking under tables. Ten, I believe. You don't really find much of anything. This, And there's not really much of anything to find anyways. The desk that the lady was sitting at has a few pieces of paper, some pencils, and around the room there's a few stands with brochures and pamphlets that proclaim the amazing deeds and feats of the god of the open eye. After a few minutes, Marianne comes back through the door and says, okay, the great father will come see you now. Pause. Yes. While we're in that few minutes, I look at the group and I'm like, does anybody have uh, uh, something to keep us from falling under the spell of the persuasion or the enchantment or this guy's going to fucking, he's going to try to convince us of some shit, man. <laughs> we need to find this girl and not listen to some preacher. I love that your character has gone from like Christopher Walken to like, we don't need no sticking patches. <laughs> Swifty is a complicated, multi-layered individual. The dragon mouth makes it hard to talk. Everyone loves parfaits. got layers, man. If only you would all learn draconic so I could speak in my native tongue. Worm language is bad, man. So do either of our spellcasters have uh, anything to protect us from some Mm. I certainly do not. Uh, I got detect magic. I think you should cast Detect Magic on yourself or one of us. Who's got the longest vision right now? Probably you, right? Oh, well, Detect Magic's only got a range of 30 feet regardless. Oh. I I do pull out my night vision goggles and put them on, though. Well, that's very steampunk of you. As you put your night vision goggles on, you're nearly blinded because it's the middle of the fucking day and it's very bright out. And then I pull them back up to my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bad idea. So did that have any serious damage to me? No. Yes, take one, one eye damage. Yeah. <laughs> Temporary retardation, but other than that, it'll it pass. Cuts, it cuts your vision maybe a little bit, like uh, partial blind. You, you stumble for the next 30 seconds. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, as you guys are sitting around in the room waiting for Marianne to come back, she comes in and says, all right, so the great father will see and she opens the door and starts to lead you through the church the main worship space is lined with pews facing a simple pulpit to the office of the great father you can tell it is the office because there's a large sign hanging above the door that says the great father's office marianne opens the door and gestures for you to enter saying he will see you as you walk into the room she shuts the door behind you It's your DM, Andrew. So big news! Uh, I've finally decided how we're going to handle this middle section in the future, and I'm really, really excited to reveal it to everybody and share it with all of you, but uh, it's going to have to wait till next episode. And we also have some pretty exciting things planned for the next few months. We've got some guests lined up, and we're all pretty super excited for that. We want your feedback. We want to hear what you think about the show. Um good or bad constructive criticism you want to tell us we suck whatever uh we just want to know what you think 
so we can put together the best show that we can for you. We'd love if you give us a like on our Facebook page, just search for The Beholder's Eye. You can also tweet at us on Twitter, at Beholder underscore S, and you can always send us an email at LLC at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon now, and our supporters there will receive bonus episodes, early releases of episodes, and a lot more. You can check that out over at patreon.com slash thebeholderseye. So that's enough of me flapping my jaw. Let's get back into the action. The room that you enter is larger than you expected, with enough room for the five of you and a large oak desk with a bunch of chairs sitting in front of it. Sitting behind the desk is an an average-looking human man. He appears to be middle-aged and has a full head of brown, dark hair. He also has a fine scar that runs directly down the center of his face from his hairline down his neck and disappears into the collar of his robe. He's flanked on either side by two large figures. They appear to be full-blooded orcs one male and one female. The male orc is dressed in a finely tailored suit and the female is in a fine set of leather armor. There are five chairs sitting in front of the desk and the great father gestures to them as you enter and says, please take a seat. I understand you are here to convert to the great ways of the God of the open eye. Convert's a really, really big word. I, I was just trying to see, you know, sit in on one of your guys' little, uh, what is this, a mass? Oh, service? no, no, we have no services running right now. Um, I'm, I'm Bilton Striker, leader of this You're here. a Bilton Striker. No, my name is Bilton Striker. You can call me Great Father, Great Father Bill. Can we call him Billy? Father? No, I do not like Billy. Can I call you Dad? No. Father? Father works, yes. Um, I'm the leader of this here congregation, and the church would love to do anything it can to help you see the great ways of the God of the open eye. Uh, As he talks, the two orcs are taking in each one of you, quite obviously, leering at each of you in turn as if they were inspecting new livestock. Did you guys want to do anything? (laughs) I stand up tall. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all in on this. Convert me. Oh, yeah, I've always I'm wanted to be a father. Converted. Oh, I'm just there to listen and learn. No, I, I stand I, quietly. Yeah. Convert me. Assuming I'm at the back of the group, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna walk to the front of the group, slapping Barry upside the back of the head and whispering, "Dumbass." Do I still have detect magic? Can I detect mag- any magic on any three of these guys? Yeah, you don't... Like, uh, there's a 
faint hint of magic coming from Bilton. There's nothing coming from the orcs. There's nothing coming from the room. But what you're getting from him is like something inside of him almost. Like that's how faint it is. Uh, I cast message on Swifty and I'm like, what's your plan, dude? You know. Don't got a plan. Just rolling with it. So. And I looked at him with a brow, and I, I actually cast message again. I'm like, then why the fuck did you slap me? <laughs> you is sheep. <laughs> I look very sad at the back of that lizard's uh, fucking head. Uh. I walk up to Bill and Stryker, like within a foot of his face, and I throw back my cape, and I like dragging up to him. I'm like, I am the great one at the killing. Why are you is the great one? Oh no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where is the girl? Boris is noticing a strange look on Barry's face. <laughs> and make that work. Bill- <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, Bilton looks unimpressed. The two orcs kind of steeled themselves when you threw open your robes, but since they saw you weren't, you know, brandishing any weapons, they kind of went back to their restful positions, and Bilton says, All right, now, so... I've seen the great god of the open eye with my own eyes, and you are not him, sir. You may be some great one at killing, but have you ever heard of the salvation of doing great things for your fellow man? Well, have you, Swifty? Who's got the picture? I do. I turn back to the djinn and like, you you come here and show this man the picture. I shake my head at him. You're not helping. So who's this girl you're talking about? We have many women in our congregation. I Mirren. just threatened people. Someone get up here and talk to this guy. Mirren. Mirren. Sir. Father. Mirren. We're looking for Mirren. Well, I'm, 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 I'm on your side. I'm here to convert. Uh, whatever you say. I'm, oh, well, I'm, but I'm also, I'm also looking for Mirren. I asked them about their recruiting processes and what it takes to, like, how Mm-mm. they're no, um, converting No, no, don't people. care. Don't care. We're here to find Mirren. And if I find Mirren, then I will, con- count. I will convert. Convert me. He looks at you, Chirp, and he says, Well, it's great that you want to convert my sister. <clears throat> well, I do not know anyone by the name of Mirren, but I would love to tell you all about the great, great grace of the god of the open eye and how he can save you how long do we have to listen to you speak until uh my my friend here lady has a picture of me and and we'd like to to show you this picture to calm down guys i'm not sure we really even need to talk it's i've looked over the magazines they gave me i'm imagining most of it's here is that correct Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you will see in our brochures that we are n- all about benevolence. So there's really no need Do to Do you be help here. the poor people of the town? Yes, of course. Okay. That's all I care about. Boris is the only I don't one care. Of the uh, where is, is Mirren? You, um, you were asking about our recruiting processes? Yeah, how do you guys get new members? We basically just proselytize to anyone that passes by the church. Do you guys go to libraries or any other public 
Um, we we do have a few brothers that like to go out into the city and see who they can uh, try to convert, but they tend to be a little overzealous at times. Well, a couple of your recruiters were at the library, and they yeah, were last seen with spots. a missing girl, and we were investigating this missing girl. I doubt that has anything to do with us. We uh, can we speak with them? Does anyone remember? One that? was a half orc. Oh, at the ugly. moment, there's uh, there's no one else here but uh, us, uh, the two gentlemen you saw outside, and our lovely receptionist, Marianne. What? Jeez, well, I could see why you're trying to convert people. You have like people, congregation you, of six. Yes, religion Barry, isn't too popular in this city. We've Barry, noticed. can you describe the two missionaries to uh, Bilbin or Bilton? We're looking for a half orc, fully ugly, and a human in their twenties. Does anyone in that of that description fit your affiliation? Well, I mean, fully ugly is very derogative, yeah, but we do, we do have several half orcs and humans that uh, are part of our congregation. Now, why why do you have full orcs sitting over there, standby? Don't you know they're vicious? The two orcs <laughs> standing to either side of him start glaring at you very hard the female in the leather armor starts to reach for one of her daggers i give barry a glare and be like don't be racist man bilton says yes that's that is a little weird i'm just saying we have a dragonborn in our party and he's hardly even hey, hey, don't use me in this man these two came with me from um from where i came from and they've protected me for a long time and they are not true believers, but they do their jobs. What are their jobs? To protect me, the great father. Who is trying to hurt you? Any unbelievers, they would want to do me harm. Like who? Have you had um, actual attacks? No, but there are tenets in our religion that state that the great father will be beset upon all sides by villains and rogues. You got a basement? No, we we have recently built our building, and we did not include a basement. We can get that information um, from the city. It wall. was built upon some ruins of an older temple that was here, but that had all but been lost to time. Can we explore the old temple? Oh no, there's nothing down there. It's it's all collapsed in. There's there's nothing to really explore. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I want to do a check to see. Yeah, that's an uh, insight. Yeah, I'll do an insight check to see. 16. 20, not 20. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Christ. You can tell that he... Caught it when I need it. He's not necessarily lying. Because you're asking about what's underneath the church specifically. So underneath the church specifically, he's he's pretty much telling the truth. I mean, there's there was stuff down there, but... You most likely couldn't get through. So the catacombs are, in theory, behind the church underground? Possibly. I rolled an inside to see if he was telling the truth about the orc and the um, the human. Oh, yeah. Or no. the elf and the human that were no, the, at the library. Oh. No, yeah, he had said that, you know, he's got many half-orcs and humans in yeah, his congregation. Yeah, but was he... Yeah, are they around does he know where they are are and how we can get a hold of them oh well i mean he didn't say anything to that effect i know but i rolled it inside to see if he was lying or being deceptive well that's what i'm saying is all he said was yes he has half orcs and humans in his congregation the truth he didn't there's no lie there he has asked him if he knew where we could find them uh he said no he 
I mean, he has many half orcs. We described half of his congregation. Mm. Sorry. So when are you gonna like baptize me? Oh, you do want to convert? Me too. I um want to go talk to Marianne, the gnome that's there. So you just walk straight up, walk out of the room. Yeah, I'm like, you don't have information that I I need or want, and I'm not interested in converting. Yeah. I also bail out. I walk outside of the church and I go to the opposite side of the street where I can sit and watch the entrance. Okay. And I just sit down. I spit a little on the monolith as I go out. It's gonna get weird because I'm gonna convert. I definitely don't convert. So you leave with them? Well, as you're leaving, I'm gonna be like, where the fuck are you going, Swifty? Well, hold up. Boris walks as if he's gonna follow behind with Swifty. And before he leaves the room though, he kind of goes off to the side. Hopefully no one can see him and cast invisibility on himself. I mean, you could do it within the main, like, worship space of this <laughs> yeah, church. Because there's nobody I, I want in them there to, right I now. want them to think that I'm following Swifty outside. Okay. Lazy, you wanted to go talk to Marianne? Yes, I'm going to talk to Marianne. She's, uh, she's sitting... Yeah, she's sitting at the desk in the entrance. And Swifty just kind of storms through that area and just walks right out. And it doesn't even phase her. As you walk into the room... She lifts her head and looks at you and says, is there something I can help you with? Hello. I am curious about a few of your missionaries that you have wandering around trying to recruit people. Do you have a log of any of the missionaries that are going out? Oh, no. No. They 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 run pretty autonomously. Well, I mean, here at the church, but... uh, Has anyone picked up any resources recently? Well, I mean, we have many people that come and go from the church every day. Are there any people that are generally hanging out or recruiting at the library? Do you know? Well, I do know that we tend to rotate where people go. And although it's more of a on-the-day kind of thing. All right. So uh, can you tell me who was at the library five, five days ago? Was it five days ago or four days? Thursday. No. You don't have record of who was in that area. No, there's Thursday? there's no reason for us to keep record. Well, of how it. do you rotate the the parties or the? Oh, the, the they volunteer for where they want to go, but usually they try to keep it so that nobody goes to the same place the same day. You know, multiple days in a row. I ask her how long she's been a part of the Church of the Open Eye. Uh, I've been with the church for about six years now. Well, then I go sit on the steps with Swifty, okay. and I tell him that Marianne is useless. Okay. I'm not on the steps. I'm across the way yeah. watching the steps. Either way, So are yeah. these Where the actions go. I go, people that we're supposed to be going to talk to? Uh, your list of contacts is a list that Aldilar provided you of people around the city that um, can give you information. Chirp and Barry are still standing there though and uh father bilton says so so the two you wanna convert you wanna become part of our flock here and he uh he gives you a little wink chirp yeah (laughs) and he says well today we are uh not actually doing any conversion services but i could i could probably get you in in about four days oh well would that be here yes yes Maybe we'll come back in four days. I would love for that. What was, what's part of the conversion ceremony? 
Uh, we bring you in. We uh, tell you all the teachings of the God of the open eye. We see if you agree with them. If you agree with them, you are baptized in his name and uh, you are part of our flock. You do have to shave off all bodily hair, though. Um, when you become <laughs> a, uh, well, we might make an exception in in your case, because it would look a little weird if you did not have feathers. But for most people, we have them shaved completely because we believe that anyone that does not believe in the God of the open eye is unclean. And you show your cleanliness by uh, keeping all that hair off your body. It's gross. How come some people are allowed to... Sorry, I'm not in the room. <laughs> Barry. Barry is still inside listening to this conversion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he going to contact me in my head? Are you uh, relaying this information? Uh, nothing quite yet. The only thing I might say is uh, conversions in four days. Yeah, okay. my excite my excitement's dwindled. I'm a little bit uh, less enthusiastic <laughs> about this. We've been stuck in here for so long. I'm going to look at Lazy and tell her, you should go see father francis and ask him if he knows anything about this church i am going to go see the spindle cogswell i was thinking about going to see caitlin timbers actually she's a master of gossip barry and chirp get the details on conversion uh they walk outside and boris you see them leaving so um, wait, you slip uh, outside for the record on my way outside i end in that room i was looking for any kind of like hidden doors or maybe stairway uh descending stairs investigation stairway. check all right yeah that would be you 20. you don't see shit there's no hidden doors you don't see any sort of trapdoors, anything like that end. so with the church being a complete dead end this was a bust guys you guys decide to you see which one of your contacts you can talk to and get some information we're already in the um religious district i highly recommend we go talk to the priest do you guys all just want to head over and talk to the priest first i'm gonna say fuck what they think i'm going to talk to spindle okay so while you go off to talk to spindle the rest of the party goes and talks to father francis callahan uh he's a human He's the head priest of the Temple of Moot, uh, which is the god of death. He, You guys know that he owns a debt to Al, and he'll provide any info that he has. So you guys head over to his church. Uh, it's a pretty small, modest church. As you walk in, nobody's there to really greet you, and it's, only, it's really a one room. There's a couple rooms at the back, it looks like. And as you guys walk in, a human man comes out from the room that is on the right hand side and you can see that this is most likely father callahan he is about six feet tall he's got stark white hair he has scars that run down both of his cheeks and as you walk in he says uh hello hello uh travelers can i interest you in the teachings of moot i just say that we're there from the beholder's eye and immediately start talking to him boris just says oh no here we go again (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, the beholder's out. You're, you guys work for Al? Yes. Okay, what do you need to know? Um, we're curious about a young girl that just went missing, and we we're wondering if you had any information. I mean, haven't heard anything about any missing girls. Have you found any girls? No. no. Well, you are the uh, religion of death. 
No, um, we we haven't found anyone. I mean, we've had many girls buried recently, but those were all legitimate funerals. Um. Is there anything you need to know about, like, the local churches? Um, yeah. That's really more my expertise. Can you tell us about the eye? Uh, <laughs> the open eye. The open eye? Yeah, Church of the Open Eye. The Oh, the Church of the Open Eye. Yeah, they uh, they just opened up about a month ago. Their eye did? No, no, no. The church itself, they oh. finished building it about a month ago. They built on some old ruins with some mausoleums in the back. <laughs> As you do? <laughs> yep. <laughs> It was really the best spot that they could find that was open um, without having to tear anything down. But like I said, they opened up recently and they've they've been growing their congregation pretty quickly, it seems. There seems to be people going in and out of there every day. Although I have been watching them at night and I've been seeing that they like to frequent the crypts behind the church, usually in three night intervals. When was the last night that they were out there? About one night ago. Sounds like we need a stakeout, gang. Yup. Scooby-dooby-doo. I have heard that they're doing unspeakable things in the catacombs. Well, let's not talk about it then. So, guys, I should probably tell you that I overheard earlier on um, when the two dwarfs were talking with the five humans with the... um. <laughs> yeah, the uh, with the with the small patches of red. Yeah, yeah, hair. yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys. Mm. That uh, basically, they said that they would need protection. The humans said they need protection from the dwarves within the next two days. So I'm just saying that those dwarves will definitely be going to this event I'm guessing it just seems to line up in terms of time frames I'm not sure if that's any use but I'm just going to put it out there so Father Callahan uh, he looks around to all of you and he says well I think you might be on to something there my dwarven friend what was your name again uh, my name is Boris fantastic we'd love to have you by anytime no when I close my eyes, I feel like I'm talking to Al right now. No, Aldalar is more up in this register, where Father Callahan is more down. Oh, that was a good Al impression there, Father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's about all the information that he's got for you guys. On the other side, Swift, you've made your way through the city, back to the market district. On your way there, you made sure to give a wide berth to the area that you guys ran into that half-orc and elf. And you seek out uh, Spindle Cogswheel. He has a booth in the market district that he sells his various inventions out of. He sees you coming and he says, Hello, my lizard friend. What can I do for you? What you got? I have many things, many great inventions that I, Spindle Cogswheel, have come up with all on my own. What you know? No. Wait, would you like to buy information? Mm, depends what information you got. I've got lots of information. There are many rumblings in the city. What specifically would you like to know about? Have you heard about a girl who went missing? I have heard about a missing. What do you know about this a girl? A beautiful elven girl. It seems that she went missing near a library. Do you know how she went missing or where she might be found? I would assume somebody took her. But I do not know for sure. <laughs> so now, now that I've given you the information that I have, um, I need to see your gold. 
I forgot completely what his voice was. That was just a conversation, man. You didn't make no deal. Damn it! <laughs> you, you're not so good at this. <laughs> Sir, would you like to buy one of my mini inventions? They're great. Are they? They are. Your, your, your bargaining skills make me wonder. What, what, what are these inventions? Well, first I have an automatic hit. Oh, wait. You don't need that. And he, he uh, takes, like, he's starting to pull a machine out that has a bunch of scissors sticking out of it. And he's like, not that one. Uh, and he pulls another one out from the other side of him. And he's like, this one I think will fit you perfectly. And he pulls out um, two gloves that have, uh, like, all these, like, pistons and rods on the back of them. And he says, if you make a fist while wearing these, you can punch through sheer stone. How much? 1,700 gold. I give you 50. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a persuasion check. 11. He says no. 1,700 gold. Maybe another time. How much you charge for where the girl is? This time I give you a chance to ask for a price before you just tell me like dumbass. <laughs> I may have the information nice you speak, you. but it would cost at least 150 gold. If it came back to me, I could be at considerable loss of life. Oh, don't worry about that. I come back and kill you if it get that far. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I, I give you 150 gold. Uh, so you hand over the gold and he tells you, I've heard that she was taken... Uh, into the tombs behind the church. So that was a bill 50? I don't know what church specifically. Just, they said just the church. The tombs behind the church. That's the information I have. Okay, I, I come back later maybe for them gloves. The five of you have met back up at the Beholder's Eye and shared information, kind of what you got going, and you've no, come I to the realization. information yet. Okay, uh, so the four of you and Swifty uh, have met back up at the Beholder's Eye. Swifty is just sitting by himself, talking to himself, and the other four of you are... are Should I share this? Should I tell them? <laughs> thinking about coming up with a plan. So we know that the ritual is going to take place in two days, so I think Barry had it on with the... Yeah. Uh, Barry had it on with stakeout. I know where the girl is. Uh, we 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 know where we're going to. Where's the girl? It cost me money. Now it costs you money. Is it, no, is she at the no, 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 no. See, this group of the five of us, we are a team. We're not gonna play these games with you, Mister Swift. Swifty, we're not going to play these games with you. Please be a part of our detective agency. You're getting paid for this from Aldalar. Not this much. Well, uh, this hold cost, on. This Carrie, make a persuasion pay. check. Adam, make a wisdom save. 21. 11. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, she persuades you to give him the information without them paying you. I, I tell you, bird person. Okay, tell me. Okay, just tell me. You go whisper then, it in her ear. And then I'll just tell them. Well, I guess she's a bird, so this, ear this holes. This me question our relationship here. <laughs> the girl, she in the catacombs behind the church. Yeah, well. We already knew thank this. Thank you. We're already going there, Swifty. Now, no, now you have confirmation. Okay, okay, <sighs> thank you. Thank 
thank you. Thank and you. peace of we mind. Did. Thank Our you, Swifty. Very, very grateful, Swifty, for your information. Uh, you guys have all decided to go stake out this these catacombs in two nights, the night of this ritual. Um, you guys all find some good hiding places. I would imagine you got there early enough to conceal yourselves well enough that you know, these people are probably going to be complacent in what they're doing. They've been doing it unmolested so far. They, they've got no reason to really search around and look for anybody watching them. What you guys observe is right about dusk, the two dwarves show up and they go and walk to this crypt that is directly behind the church. It is solid stone uh, and has a stone angel on top of it there's a metal gate that they open up and they stand there for about 15 20 minutes and then you see three human men the great father built in striker and the two orcs exit the rear of the church walk up to the two dwarves make a little chit chat with them for a minute and then enter this crypt um and you can tell from the size of the crypt that they have to be going somewhere because there's no way all six of these people could fit in this one space by them, you know, together. So it's three humans, including the father. Yep. Three, three of the humans you saw leaving when you guys were surveilling the other day and built in and the two orcs. Four humans, including built in. Yes. Okay. And the two orcs. Yep. They enter and you guys are all kind of they're left standing at that main entrance and as they enter one of the dwarves closes the iron door locks it puts the key into a pouch on his belt and goes back on watch what do you guys want to do we hear anything can i suggest a plan yes boris has (laughs) cast invisibility yep and i'm pretty sneaky so I think he should cast invisibility on me, and I should sneak up and pickpocket that key. Okay. Swifty, you signal from your position to Boris to cast invisibility on you. And and Boris, you cast invisibility on him? Boris looks unsure for a second and then goes, Falling, falling, yeah, let's just do it again. Okay. Swifty, I'm going to need you to make a, uh, a stealth check to get over there without them hearing you. They can't see you. You can walk right in front of them. You can walk right up to them and pick that pocket, but you need to make a stealth check and a sleight of hand so they don't hear you or he doesn't feel with you. With advantage with invisibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're both with advantage, so. 20? So, yeah, they don't hear you coming up. But to get right up to this door for the key on his belt. And you're able to slip this key out of his belt and make your way back to where you were hiding. Easy. I got the key, guys. Good job. Do you want to confront these guys? Do you want to try and knock them out from the shadows? We could do a distraction and then the rest of the party can get in. My last distraction was pretty rock solid. I mean, I'm sure one of you has some sort of like can trip that can make like sparks or yeah, exactly. I have a minor illusion. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I have message. I can try to impersonate their god and speak to them. Well, if I do a minor illusion of the eye, like a little of, of an eye, mm-hmm. and then and then you do the like. So, Boris, it. you whisper over to uh, to Barry, hey, I'm going to make an eye. Uh, you, you get them to leave somehow. And, Barry, you decide to talk directly to them in their brains. 
mm-hmm. with message as their god. Yeah. What do you say? I say, this is your god. Uh, <laughs> thank you. God, thank- is that you? The, the eye is, this eye is up in the trees, a little bit elevated, off to the side. So okay. I guess there's some trees kind of, you know, to the, to the side. I have opened my eye, and I can see you. Can you see me? The two dwarves, one of them, the one with the larger nose, immediately starts walking towards this tree and says, I hear you, my lord. I see your sign. Please tell me. Tell me what I... What am I to do? What am I to do? And the one with the smaller nose, like, sees this mark up in this tree, and he was the one that happened to have that key on him. He just completely ignores it and, like, kind of shakes his head like he's pretending not to hear it. And I, I go to the other guy again, the one that's the non-believer, and I'm like, listen to my words or be heretic and, be fo- and forfeit your life. Boris is really concentrating and trying to make the eye be a little bit bigger and brighter okay yeah and make a persuasion check uh with advantage uh that's a 27 uh yeah so the uh second dwarf is now enthralled by the side and they both are standing at the base of this tree completely distracted staring at it asking it every question about the universe that they can think of and you guys have a moment to get to the door get it unlocked and get in. in there we should just go in and shut the door behind us very quietly okay can I just add in why Boris made it purple was because he briefly pulled out those magazines that he was given and that seems to be the the styling of the eye on all the materials that was given. Yeah, I like it. I like it. We're just sneaking in. Okay, uh, I need everyone to make me a stealth check. 20. Stealth at uh, 22. All right. So Boris can concentrate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk behind him and pick him up by the back of his robe and just carry him. That's good because I was not going to be stealthy about it. Uh, Carrie, what was your... Oh, nat 20. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, So just just briefly, though. And like you're the boss. As you guys are... I can't fly. The the eye changes into an ear and quickly gets back to it. Quickly gets back to an eye again. So as you guys are sneaking up to this, this tomb... These two dwarves are completely enthralled by this eye. And for a brief moment, Boris kind of starts to stumble. And all of you are able to grab him and silence him while Swifty picks him up and starts to carry him into the tomb. And the eye briefly blinks into a f- an ear for a second. <laughs> but they are distracted long enough for all of you to get inside this tomb. As you enter the tomb... Hold on. Before we, before we, before I get in, into the tomb, I'm going to s- finish off the deception with the... Uh, all will be revealed tomorrow night. Come here again at midnight. Okay. I'm going to unceremoniously drop Boris to the floor. Just, like, toss him off to the side. But that okay. might be loud. So as you... As you enter the... Boris casts Featherfall on himself. <laughs> okay. He, de- he, he tries to, and he fails. And As you enter the tomb, uh, Swifty just kind of casts Boris to the side, and Boris quickly reacts by casting Featherfall on himself and falls about two feet slowly to the floor. And as the rest of you look around uh, this the inside of this tomb, you realize that in this cramped area, there is a tomb that has been opened that is directly on the floor and a massive stone slab has been pushed to the side and you can see a long marble staircase that leads deep down into Stygnian darkness.
That's a wrap, people.